Yo, yo, jiggity, yo. What's up? Where are all of my hip-hop heads at? <laughs> this is your girl, Amanda Wright, and you are now tuning into my new podcast, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, where we're going to be covering all of the aspects of hip-hop and all of its culture. And in honor of my show title, I'm actually going to be speaking on the behalf of Tribe Called Quest for my first podcast. Yes, you got that right. A tribe called Quest. We have one of the most legendary hip-hop groups, I would have to say, and probably one of the most influential on my behalf. A tribe called Quest goes way back for me, from Bonita Apple Bum, You Gotta Put Me On, and to Can I Kick It? Uh, yes, you can. You know, there are plenty of different references that people still use till this day, and that's why I feel that Tribe Called Quest made such a toll on hip-hop. Tribe Called Quest consisted of four members, technically, with the exception of Mr. Jerobi White, who was the honorary member. But the three main dudes, I would have to say, are Mr. Ali Shaheed, Mr. Muhammad, Kamal John Farid, Q-Tip, a.k.a. Abstract Poetic, and Mr. Music Malik Taylor, Fife Dog, the five-foot assassin. So these three dudes, you know, they're from the East Coast, throwing it down over there around the times when jam sessions first started and when we first had our personality MCs like Rapper's Delight and just hip-hop was just evolving. This was the beginning of DJs and turntablism and like I said jam sessions you know when they would just throw it down in Queens New York and for the most part Q-Tip has always just been influenced by hip-hop and just music. His dad was a jazz enthusiast and he had a lot of different influence as well from church and just the outside aspects of the community in the streets and um, you know it wasn't until he actually seen LL Cool J who was just another kid from the block catch his break and he was like okay then well I can do it you know he he was inspired himself the first album that Q-Tip was recognized for was with Jungle Brothers he collaborated with Jungle Brothers on Black is Black from their album Straight Out of the Jungle and from that song that is actually where the name A Tribe Called Quest came from as well they had first went with the group Quest that was the original name but the Jungle Brothers gave, me, gave them the idea for A Tribe Called Quest, and so they ran with that. And luckily, them being so closely connected with the Jungle Brothers, Mike G from the Jungle Brothers helped them come up by their by his uncle DJ Red Alert, who was a disc jockey from New York City's um, Kiss FM, and he also worked for Hot 97. So that was a big stepping stone for them in their careers because that was their foot in the door. But like I said, around that time, this was the beginning of MCs, and and most MCs back in the day didn't really have much to say other than rapping about themselves and talking about their credibility on the streets. It wasn't really until Q-Tip saw Melly Mel and Kid Creole, who were actually the first MCs to rhyme up on another level of topic rather than themselves. So that is just how A Tribe Called Quest just had so many different influences coming at them and they kind of just sculpted their own way of a new movement, I guess you could say, you know, like they just came out with a new East Coast sound in the early 1990s. And it just had this jazz-infused soundscapes with these Afrocentric rhymes. And it just got people going, you know? Like, this was the beginning of something new. I feel like A Tribe Called Quest paved the way for so many new artists. But Q-Tip, he actually met Fife Dog in church. And they had been lifelong friends since then. And it wasn't until high school that Fife and Q-Tip met Ali Shaheed and Jerobi White. So... 
At that point, that was when they finally did form the group with the help of Jungle Brothers giving them a push start and getting their name out there. They finally began to make a name for themselves. And with that being said, the word got out about a tribe called Quest. They were finally signed to Jive Records in 1989. Thanks to Jungle Brothers, like I said, you got to give them that appreciation right there. But in 1989, they were finally signed to Jive Records. And after getting signed to Jive Records, they produced their first album in 1990, People's Instinctive Travels and the Path of Rhythm, which I would like to say happy 25th anniversary on that behalf. Their first album, it has been 25 years already since that first album dropped. And the first album, I wouldn't say that their first album is the one that really made Tribe Called Quest so legendary, but it wasn't up until their sophomore effort that A Tribe Called Quest had left their mark on the hip hop culture with the album Low End Theory in 1991, and with its successor, Midnight Marauders, their third album. But the Low End Theory is where it was at. You know, they had made El Segundo. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. It just went crazy in the 90s. They just exploded, and everybody just loved A Tribe Called Quest. They just brought this new, creative wave of hip-hop you know it wasn't just about talking about yourself anymore it was about telling a story and not only telling a story but it was like they binded all of the different aspects of hip-hop together from telling a story to rapping about yourself to the clever poetry schemes that they had as well it was just a beautiful twist with these three guys one thing I thought was really dope about Tribe Called Quest was, like, for example, when they made that song, We Need an Apple Bum. Like, what do you think it's talking about? It's talking about a beautiful, big booty girl coming to put him on. <laughs> At the same time, that's very vulgar, but the way that they portrayed that and the way that they made that song, it just brought this new way of hip-hop. It brought this new way of rhyming. Like, you didn't have to be vulgar about it. You didn't have to be so blunt about it. You could do it in a different way, in a, in a more respectable way. I guess you could say. That's that's what they did with Benita Applebaum. And another thing too with, with Bugging Out. You bugging out, bugging out, bugging out, you bugging out. Five Dog killed that song. Everybody recognizes Five Dog for bugging out. And I loved how they referenced Siemens Furniture. You know how he says, now you got Siemens Furniture. And at the time, there was a furniture store, Siemens Furniture. So they knew what they were doing and they ran with it. They really paved the way for a lot of new opportunities. They opened up so many doors for the hip-hop scene and unfortunately good things always come to an end but they had a long run and like I said their music still lives on today I still bump their music all the time and I still hear other people bump their music all the time what's really cool to see is that nowadays you see people sampling a tribe called quest stuff rather than how Tribe Called Quest used to sample old school stuff. It's just a cycle and it's beautiful to see that. It really is because their music is just being relived. And A Tribe Called Quest is always and will forever be recognized as such a profound contribution to musical history. I got much love for those guys. A Tribe Called Quest is dope. So I hope you guys got something out of this podcast. This is just a little bit of what I am going to be talking about throughout these few next weeks. And it's just going to be all these different hip-hop artists that really contributed to my musical influence. And in my opinion, really contributed to the hip-hop culture that we have. So if you haven't checked out A Tribe Called Quest, I recommend, please check them out now. Um, their Low End Theory album is awesome. Beats, Rhymes, and Life album is one of the best as well. And once you listen to them, you'll really notice how much they have sampled other people's songs and how much people have sampled their songs nowadays. Can I Kick It is probably one of the most recognized songs of theirs, I would say. 
But most definitely, you guys need to check them out if you haven't heard of A Tribe Called Quest. You are missing out, dude. Check out their Beats, Rhymes, and Life documentary. It probably will enlighten you on a lot more details on how they broke out and the reason why they did end up separating. You know, life tends to take a toll on you, so that's just how it is. You gotta roll with the punches. But yes, just stay tuned to next week. Um, I'm actually going to be covering the next artist, Jungle Brothers. They are the ones who helped A Tribe Called Quest get their start. And I'm going to be talking about them and how they started it all off as well. So just stay tuned. And thank you so much. I appreciate it. Much love. And this is your girl, Amanda Wright. And you are tuning in to Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Thank you, guys.